0: Clyde. Hey yo, what's up, man?
1: How you doing, brother?
0: I'm good. Are you good to go? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me just
1: set up plugging in my phone here. Okay, it's over. about to die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like me, dude. I, I wait till my phone gets to like two percent. <laughs> I like I. This is the first time I've ever caught anybody on time. <laughs> <Hilarious. laughs> no, how you doing today, man?
1: What? I also. I've been good, man. I've been good, man. Just, you know, juggling juggling gigs, juggling life, juggling parenthood.
0: Man, you got, a lot, yeah, so, you got uh, a lot
1: going
0: on. You got a lot going on.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> you got a lot going on, my man. On, uh,
1: on your, your health and prosperity, man, i have been following you. Killing it, man. Um, looks like you got a lot going on and just your writing stuff's picking up again and the hosting stuff. I saw you doing Tampa. So congratulations
0: on that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It's um yeah, it's it's starting to pick up a lot more. I I figured if I got myself out of uh you know, where I was at, it, okay. Things would pick up a little more. You know, like I was kinda doing a lot, but I was kind of in like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So getting back to Florida has really been it's been a great thing. I'm just getting acclimated to
1: Back, you're back
0: there shit yeah man i came back my, you, you know what's funny is i came back because uh i was like yeah i want to start coming back my mom's getting old like she's like she you know you know our parents are oh, yeah, she, she, done, I'm she, old done, she thinks she's still like 32 so like like yeah. when she's getting a little older so um and so i'm like you know what i got i gotta come back be closer to her to help her I help her my dad and you know just anything and then and then yeah. suddenly that happened like a couple weeks ago so i was like man if i would have been anywhere else i wouldn't have i would have freaked out you know what i mean so yeah i'm I'm right here in orlando now and um it's been cool man it's been it's been really cool
1: nice
0: nice oh, nice. yeah yeah man so how, everything been
1: going good with you yeah yeah man definitely definitely i had to um had to turn down a gig a, a few weeks ago it's really bummed me out. oh my month a month or so ago but for um that that uh what was it called that um contest in emirates um that just happened sharzar or sharza i don't know how the correct pre- pre- correct pronunciation was but unfortunately just conflict with the misses and child care and school and yeah it sucks i had to cancel a, an awesome fun week in dubai <laughs> oh <laughs> wow they to give me for two weeks but i was only gonna be able to do one and then yeah, but um, but yeah. So that that was a little bit of a bummer. But hey, so is life. You know what I mean? You got to prioritize constantly and shift priorities priorities constantly. You know yeah,
0: exactly. So, and, and that kind of stuff. You know, I figured it. It always it always comes back. You know, it always comes back. Swings back yeah, around force. fours.
1: I've been talking to my producer, dude. I'm. He's pretty confident. I'm, I still got the gig. You know, because they they were trying to get me out last minute just for half of it. So I think I'm still good. Knock on wood. Yeah, you and, should.
0: Uh, you should be good. I, I, you, <laughs> see, you see who else they got out there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, at least you know the names of the tricks and shit. You know what I mean? so <laughs> uh, sure. Found a, I found a really old photo of you. It was it was a jump ramp photo. I, I think maybe, I don't know if you printed it or if Chuck Tree sent it to me, but it's a really huh. old photo of you. Like I sent it to you. I sent it to you in here in a second. Cool. But it was cool. uh, yeah. And uh, Ch- and Chuck was talking about you. Like he met you when you were really young. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. was shut your first sponsor by by the, by chance or no? Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Really? So you had no yeah. shop sponsors yeah. or nothing like that before that?
1: Um you know what like shut was pretty early i mean i was i started riding shut boards when i was 14 so that's 1986. oh wow um i did get a shop sponsor around the same time Um, but like and i rode a couple you know pal boards because my i was tight with mike and then the shut thing blew up you know within a year of me like you know just basically like going back and forth to the city and skating with you know, Felix and Sheffy and Kepper and all those guys. And yeah, I came along really early. So I didn't have to unfortunately knock <laughs> knock on wood. I didn't have to go. God. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's see, that is that is dope. As you know, ninety five percent of people we know had a shop sponsor first. That was like kind of their gateway. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I mean that's actually really awesome. Here, did you hook it up? I mean, did you hook that up straight up through Rodney or Eli? Yeah.
1: Rod, of course, um, he he started it as he was making riser pads that were tapered to to take like the abuse of like landing the impacts. So he had made these like sort of like pyramid shaped razor uh, um uh, riser pads. Okay, you know? and and they he called them ut pads, like ut uh, uh, um, ut exc- exclamation part exclamation point um, pads, cut uh, pads, and it was short for shut up and skate. But he knew, you know, obviously that was Zorlax thing, so he was just like riffing off of it. Oh. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was trying to make rails like this. It was in our area named Herbie, and Herbie made risers. Herbie poured rails, and he was sort of like a a, 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 a low level engineer of some sort, you know. Um, but he made a bunch of skate stuff and helped Rod get that going. And, kind of inspired Rod. So Rod was doing that as up pads and then it just sort of took new life once, you know, the city heads got, you know, he's connected with Bruno and, and Aliasha and this cat named Beasley, a couple of their heads, uh, Wiley Singer, who was one of the original artists. So yeah, it, it all happened really quick, you know, like that, that whole shut formation.
0: So he just dropped doing doing hardware. There's a lot of money in hardware back then, dude. Like, seriously.
1: Yeah, no, no. The iPads never really took off, to be honest with you. Um, But that was back in the day when, you know, it was like everything was mail order. There was not a lot of skate shops, you know. Um, Yeah. So, and it took a little momentum with Shot, too. You know, they were just buying blanks. This, This company called Stick It Sticks was selling blanks. So and they were just making them either like on Ali roof or in Rod's basement in my hometown. So um, I got to see like, you know, some of the very first shut boards get cut out and whatnot.
0: Oh, wow. You know, what's really yeah. crazy, man. Is I was thinking about that, I was talking about this uh, about a month or two ago with a friend. They don't sell those uncut boards anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like, that's so yeah. weird. That was like a passage. That was like a rite of passage to skating. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. They don't. They, I, I wonder why. I don't really know why.
0: I, I'm just um, really, I'm like, dude, like, I might
1: have a market there.
0: <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I'm like, just buy a bunch of blanks and sell it with, like, a, a jigsaw blade or something. Because
1: There was no real, like, you know, powered tools or whatever. They were like, take Rodney to dad's Cadillac o- over it. You know, <laughs> like, just, just glue it and get it get it the applies that way. I w- it was something super just DIY you know that's funky, so sad. But. it's w c r p
0: was Kepper on it first with you guys or how, yeah. how okay
1: Kepper was from Jersey he was from like Elizabeth two towns over and um you know there was there was a there was like ESA contests and um you know, some Northeast was Brooklyn Banks contest. That's sort of where everybody sort of met everyone, you know, a bunch of heads like Ian Fromm, Spencer Weisbaum, uh, Harry, Harry Fromm, uh, Jeremy Henderson. And, uh, and there was a whole slew of like really, really talented kids out of New York um, that, you know, either t- fell off, stopped skating or unfortunately passed or just moved into business or. You know, but there was a whole crew, man. Like, New York City was ripe for it. You know, some of the best skaters, street skaters early on that I'd ever met. Like, I got to see at the banks and in New York City at local contests in upstate, upstate New York and stuff like that. Um,
0: man, you know who's think- a guy who um who I really think a lot of people, um you know, should definitely do knowledge on is Coco Santiago.
1: Oh, uh, man. He was so on fire. I mean, it makes you think... It makes me think if he had a head, a major head injury trauma, you know? Dude,
0: I think that about a lot of guys, that's so crazy you say that, man. Like, a lot of guys from, like, the 80s, man, oh, it's, yeah. it's, like, I swear to God, I think that all the time. Because it's, it's really weird if you watch, like, a lot of their mechanics or even, like, how they speak and stuff. It's, and if you hit your head enough, man, like, th- these dudes were going
1: down. Oh, for sure. I Dude. mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I the first I for when I first came out to see Mike V, we're skating the Burger Banks and I hung up to trying to do a a hurricane grind and my feet went over and my heels caught the the ledge or whatever and I flew backwards, hit the back of my head and went into convulsions. Yikes and that was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, and then another time, you know, just a couple more other other times, like deluxe mini ramp demo, all of a sudden I wake up at the flat bottom and my my uh my middle fingers backwards, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, how do you pair to hang up to Dunzo, you know?
0: And it's but, just so natural, you know, it was like so natural to just, I don't know if it was kind of like a rite of passage to take a hard slam, you know, but you just yeah. be so prone to just get up and like, ah, I did you know, not that it out. didn't hurt.
1: We had no idea about the, dan- you know, the, the severity of it, you know? I mean, they're just now starting to trace that shit with football and stuff, and it's, it's gonna happen to skating eventually, you know, um, where we're gonna have to be. That's why I'm glad that they make those. Any, the kids that are under under 18 and in that whole Vance Park series thing have to wear helmets now, and I'm I'm ecstatic because I, I I it used to like stress me out watching CJ Collins Collins kickflip off like a like five foot <laughs> bird to slamming on the side of his face. You know what I mean? It's like dude i do not want to see this 14 year old kid eat shit and die
0: and then and then the thing that you know the thing that really sucks is uh you know there's no one to really look after them you know later on which is it's all just terrible you know it's uh it's 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 all new too so there's not much you know there's not really a result to it right now so it's all just very new but hopefully moving forward man there's something you know set up with skateboarding and all sports to where these guys can get the help they need because I think a lot of it is head trauma. You know, it's, oh, it's oh, gotta yeah. be.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's messed up a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. 100%. So going back to, uh, going back to Jersey and shut days, man. So you grew up skating with Mike V did. So obviously you knew him well before everything, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. About, about the same time, but slightly before, like just before shot. Cause I, I was riding powerboards boards when the bow night craze was there. I was like all over it. And, um, and Mike had come back from he he had lived in Virginia Beach, <clears throat> and I guess that's where like Lance Mountain kind of discovered him at um, at
0: Trashmore. Trash
1: wow, yeah, they doing, doing ho ho plants and stuff, and and uh, and Lance gave him his setup that day and was just like, "Yo, keep keep in touch, man. We're gonna hook you up." And uh, and Mike was like, "Yeah." That had, <laughs> he, had, he had no business card. He had no phone numbers. He had no nothing. Like I, I guess. They eventually got in touch within the next month or two. I thought it was six months, but it was. Uh, Mike told me recently his last. It was a couple months through like a skate shop, you know, or like someone who knew uh Todd Hastings through another person or whatever. But it was like you know, literally talking to each other through tin cans back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> What'd you say? Huh? Mor- Morse code? Message in a bottle? Yeah. Yeah, calling collect
0: you're like calling like California correct there.
1: like
0: dude. I had know. such a thing of like dude check this out. When I was a kid, like there you could like charge a call to another number and dude I used to call I everybody with that shit. Oh, like man, when I, I was I used to call every skateboard company like just trying to get hooked up. You know, so yeah. I, I could definitely understand his struggles, especially trying to get in touch with Lance Mountain.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, it happened pretty quickly with him um, once he did get a hold of Powell. And um, so I got to witness that. That was, like, shortly before Shut emergence. Um, and, yeah, so I got to see a lot of what it was all about and just learn a lot from, you know, uh, fucking being Mike's shadow half the time, you know?
0: Okay. That's sick, uh,
1: dude. i lucky there like, once again. Um, and then we, we used to skate vert together at uh, Tom Grocholsky had a half-bite, and Chuck actually has a cover of Thrasher from it, doing a layback tail slide.
0: Yes, I didn't know that um, was Grocholsky's ramp. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was like, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 12 feet wide, but 15, 14 or 15 feet high. Um, pool coping one side, and like, when you were on one side of the ramp, you, you were like, you felt like, you knew if you fucked up, you're going to fly off the side of the ramp. And it, 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 <laughs> So it was kind of uh, was a daunting ramp, man. But uh, thank God he'd let everybody skate. So I think it was Thursdays were like open skate. So me and, you know, Mike and my buddy Kevin and a few of my other buddies, as soon as we got out of school, we'd get on the bus or train or whatever, car, whoever had a car, and, and go skate Tom's ramp. So
0: That's so dope. That was, that do was
1: as we were street skating as well. But, um, but we had the whole gamut thanks to that ramp.
0: Man, that's so. And, and so you, st- you grew up skating. You know, around the same. I started in '86, but you grew up around the same era where it was like we well, kind of skated everything. You know, I don't think a yeah. lot of people understand that it was like normal to skate everything. Like you just skated all day. You go to someone's vert ramp, then like, you go street skating, and then you go to like someone's house and skate in the front. Like you would skate everything all
1: day. I think, think Bones Brigade video show did the best job of illustrating that, like with Lance and the, him being the whole. Uh, you know, like like the whole link throughout the in- entire plot, how he just goes to skate a ditch with Tony and Cab and then winds up skating a liquor store curb and then does an acid drop and then winds up at a half pipe and, you know, like whatever. Um, just the way he was like skating around town and the way Stacy portrayed that, I think was like, you know, it, w- it was the blueprint.
0: I will say this wholeheartedly. Lance Mountain, I believe, got more people into skateboarding because he made it look so fun. You know, like, yeah. he was also a great skateboarder. Don't get me wrong, but he made it look so fun, like with the art, yeah. and like he just made it look cool. Like he didn't make it look; he yeah. made it look like more than tricks. And I, I got yeah. a lot of respect for that dude just for that man because for everyone sure. else wanted to have like wanted to be as yeah. good as Tony Hawk or wanted to, but with Lance, Lance made it look cool, and he made it look cool to draw and be your own person. and Yeah, so I really, I got to get my hats off to that. And he's still ripping, dude.
1: Dude, he's still amazing. Yeah, no, Lance Lance has always been one of my favorites.
0: Still Um, ripping, dude. That is, man, to be that that old and do an invert is insane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, dude. It's WCRP. I got my first skateboard, and it was like one of those like little like cheesy, you know, freeform plastic boards. All right. um, and that was seventy nine, so that was like my seventh birthday, and I kind of wasn't allowed to ride it, like because I lived half the time at my house and half the time at Rodney's house, and his mom was didn't want me to get hurt. So she would be like, "Get off that skateboard, Christopher!" And then they built a, a mini, uh, a sorry, a full pipe in the back, a full pipe, a half pipe in the background. Okay. Super sketchy, one layer of plywood. You know, your foot could go through the whole thing. <laughs> uh, decks only on one side. One deck on one side, like some makeshift roll-in. No coping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was splinters everywhere. So, and I was one of those classic dudes that jumped on the ramp and pumped forward. And then pump backwards without turning my head. (laughs) They'd be like, yo! And they would be screaming. And I'd be like, what? (laughs) <laughs> Went down that whole halfpipe backwards without turning around. What the hell are you did? Well, that
0: was crazy. What was cool about skating back in the day is You kind of learned your own way. You know, your own interpretation of what you thought it was. You know, it was yeah. looking back, it's probably like, what was I thinking, man? But you just wanted to learn it. You know, that was a quick, that yeah. was a fast track to learn it. Like the way the and whatever it took, whatever it took that worked, it obviously worked because you know, a lot of guys didn't really stick with it. And a lot of guys yeah. did. And, you know, it got really difficult. Um, You know, it got really difficult around the time people started
1: ollieing. Yeah, for sure. And we, I mean, you know, we didn't, have, I think the East Coast, too, we didn't have much, you know. So a lot of it was just imagination, you know, connections, you know. Um, I think some, So you know, growing up in Southern California, if you were any tune, tuned into the surf culture at, in any way, I think skateboarding was sort of always around, you know. Yes, um, but being from Jersey or Jacksonville, Florida or whatever, you know, it's like that shit ain't just easy to find, you know.
0: Man, I in Jacksonville, the city is a lot different than Jacksonville where Kona is or Jacksonville Beach. That is it's just like three different yeah. worlds, you know. Getting yeah. into skateboarding for me was, uh, you know, it was a bunch of rednecks. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Just straight up like rednecks dudes. I didn't, I didn't know anyone that surfed until probably I met Kane Gale, you know. <coughs> yeah, I didn't know. Man, the beach was tough to black people that shit was foreign yeah like down south so you know what i mean so like was-
1: i tell people that too about like camping like how you know like they'll be like oh you want to go camping here or there and i'm like yo growing up as with like a single black parent i did none of that yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly exactly you know, like oh we're going to the Boconos. we're going to run the cabin and we're gonna right. go fishing and I had none of that shit. Like like <laughs>
0: I remember going to the beaches a, like a kid a couple times and that should be an event. You know what I mean? It oh. was like it was like an event. The whole family went like it was like damn yeah. it seemed like it was very far. You know so yeah. it wasn't oh. something I was really used to. A trip in my mom to
1: Boston. That was it. That's yep. all we ever did.
0: And Jacksonville Beach was just, I mean, it wasn't far from it, but it was just something that until I started skating, man, like I didn't, you know, and I said this recently too, man, until I started skating, I didn't really get opened up to a lot of different cultures of people as well. Was that, did you have the same thing? I mean, obviously not. You're from Jersey, so it's a little different up north. So
1: that was. Um, yeah, it's definitely a little different. I mean, I had like different, you know, and skating wasn't universally accepted at this point. So I was pulled in a lot of different directions, you know, like. Um, soccer, I played soccer for my whole life since, since I was three till I was like, you know, 14 or whatever. Um, you know, I had my, my buddies that were in breakdancing that were like, you know, a lot more African American and, you know, lived on the other side of town or whatever that were, you know, uh, starting to like, be like, you trying to be white, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> calling me white boy, you know? And I'd be like, bro, I'm not a white, man. You know, like, <laughs> <skateboard> thing. <laughs>
0: what the fuck are you doing exactly up in
1: your
0: shoes. You what's funny man is like is i don't think a lot of people don't really get this you know it's like is when we stepped out when we stepped into skating we kind of stepped outside of what we knew is our culture which was yeah. you know which we didn't really we were young man we didn't really know anything about, i didn't know much about you know a lot of black culture i was 12 years yeah. old when i started skating so all i really knew is like you know MLK and shit like that, but I didn't know any sure. black surfers. Like I didn't know anything about black rock and roll guys from the past and shit like that. So skateboarding to me was like a gateway to to something else. And I didn't yeah. ne- I never thought like, man, this is my gateway to white people.
1: Yeah. No, no. Uh huh. But, but it was all the yeah, it was all the misfits, you know. Like yes.
0: One yes. Park
1: skater, his name was Misfithead, because he had the fucking misfit haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the Glenn Danzig, like, hair coming down in front of his face. Um, but, yeah, no, I was just a, 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 a you know, a cluster of weirdos. But then in my town, there wasn't that much ethnic diversity with it. But then as soon as I connected with skaters from a couple towns over, and by the time I got connected with any of the skaters in New York City, I was like, oh, okay, this is really, like, this is multicultural, you know. And, you know, sk- skaters coming out of the city – even you know my first trip I probably took into Brooklyn, Blanks, I was probably twelve, but even back then people were like playing early hip hop, and you know everybody look, you know looked different. They weren't all like white surfer kids, you know, Puerto Ricans and blacks and you know Hispanics of all walks of life. And so you know I got kind of lucky that way too because I I got to see that influence early. See,
0: that's really uh, dope, man. I was I was yeah. telling my homeboy, check this out, like until I was like thirteen, fourteen. Because schools are segregated. Everything's really segregated down south. You know, like they would yeah. bust they would bus you across town or something like that. So I say that, say this. Until I was like, I'd say thirteen, fourteen, and I met my friend Jose, I'd never met any Spanish people like that. Like I was yeah. like, yo, what? Like like, yeah. Yeah, like I I didn't know and thank thank God for yeah. skateboarding. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was so like politically incorrect. Um, there was one of my homies. Um, uh, to this day, he still goes under Chico. Okay, and it was not Chico. His name's like I don't know Hector or something. But it's like Chico in the man. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. On TV, <laughs> <laughs> the fools were just calling him Chico, and like it took me years to realize. Like, whoa, that, that was never your real name. Like, he uh, didn't even d- fight he didn't even question it you know
0: what dude I, mean? I got a crazy one for you. when i was a kid there was this dude named david Tetstone. he was a real good skateboarder but all always kind of side eyed him i was like i don't think this dude really likes black people but he was cool like he like he liked everything yeah. he liked everything black people did but i was kind yeah. of his only black friend which was it. Mm-hmm. and so and so as as we became you know as we got a little closer a couple months passed and i'd skate with him you know we go to contests and stuff and uh mm-hmm. he had a friend and his friend's name was dirty white <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> this is crazy. So so Dirty White the whole time like I was like man he's a cool dude and they would always call him Dirty White and I just thought they called him Dirty White because you know he's a dirty dude kind of found out yeah. he was like, he was like Iranian. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe I called him that or he was yeah. allowed us to call him that, which is even yeah. weirder, but it was just, a, it was a weird thing to think back then. But um, luckily when I got a little older, you know, as like I got 14, I'd say I met Jose and all his friends. I met his Cuban cousins and everyone. And they kind of put me on to everything. I was like, yo, what? Like I had no idea, dude. Like I, you know, it was really cool and they were very welcoming. You know, because yeah. I think they kind, they kind of got it, too, from skating. But it wasn't like us against them thing. It was just like, yo, come chill with us. And it was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Y'all are cool. Sure. You know what I mean? So- well,
1: first time I traveled across country with Mike, um, it was me, Mike, Felix Arguez. I think maybe Billy, Billy Wildman. Felix was definitely there. But, um, but Mike had came. We were down south somewhere in, you know, Alabama or something. I don't know. You know, something <laughs> really, really south. And um, and Mike had we were sitting on the curb outside just to get out of the van, and Mike went into like a Taco Bell, and um, and I saw all these brothers go in after him, and I was like, oh, so this this might be interesting, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, Mike comes out with Ann, like, in like practically running over to us, uh, the guys working like, yo, what are you? Why are you hanging out with this with the skinhead dude? And we're like, nah, he's not like that. Trust us, you know. And like they put two and two together with the skateboards, but they were gonna, they were gonna go. He, he was gonna get jumped, man. It was gonna yep. be gnarly because yep. he looked like in head, you know. So I, I can't tell you how many situations we had to like, kind of vouch for Mike and be like, no, 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 he's chill, he's good, man. You know, it's just the, but that culture, you know, punk rock, and you know, next thing you know, they think you're racist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah people,
0: were it, you know, very, people were you very ignorant back then. You know, people were very ignorant
1: do. you know they were misfits, so it all. And that's why I think like, like punk culture and hip hop culture blended so well together because it was all just freaks and geeks, and you know dudes that weren't afraid to step out on a limb or, you know, do something different. Basically. It's WCRP.
0: Yep. And I think that's what, uh, that's what kind of made skateboarding great in the eighties too, is like all the freaks and geeks and all that shit. Like I miss that stuff, man. Like I yeah. really, I really do miss that era where it was like, yeah. you know, like, like a dude like Bill Danforth had room to shine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was sure. like, like, like there was just so many different people and it was, and it was cool. It was, it was skateboarding was almost like its own traveling little freak show, but it was a dope freak show. You know, exactly. like all the exactly. pros were cool. All the all the artwork was like, you know what I mean? Like just that yeah. era, man. It was and so even, dope.
1: Even like, like even nerdy dudes is like science man. He's yeah. science man. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: Even like was it was it one dude with the uh with the with the uh the dude on the power video? What was his name? God man, I forgot his name. But he used to I used to be like, Man, this dude irks me. And then looking back, I'm like, the dude who used to sing and shit, he was in the second power video. Um, Johnny Rat. Uh, Johnny Rat. Was uh,
1: that
0: his name? Johnny Rad, right? Johnny Rat. Oh, yeah. Johnny Rat. Like a dude (laughs) like him had room to, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't, he wasn't just like some random extra dude. But I remember thinking back, I was like, man, who is this dude? And then, like, then I'm like, yo, that was actually kind of dope. Skateboarding had like its own characters back then, you know? And it was, it was its own little show. It was like you said, man, Power Peralta showed us a lot of that stuff, which is absolutely cool. I'm sorry. I I
1: think Stacey Peralta and that's had a lot to do with those early years, you know. Gotta credit Frosto too for backing it with Thrasher and you know, people like Thatcher and you know, Jake Phelps getting involved later. But you know, it was like it's like skating was kinda I don't know, it was it was I wouldn't say it was a creation, but the creative that came out of it, you know, was coming out of a, a select few guys, you know, the dogtown crew, Stessic and his art, Jeff Ho. You know, it was, um,
0: Jim Phillips had really dope stuff back then. good
1: had like 12 people that were like the brain children of the initial wave of what we thought as was skateboarding in a thrasher magazine. You know what I mean?
0: To look back at old stuff, like, um, I still collect a lot of this stuff. Like, I got, I'm, I'm like a skate nerd, dude. I collect all kinds of stuff, but going back and looking yeah. at like, say an old Santa Cruz ad and you're like, man, that thing was popping dude like you you couldn't even pick a board on there you were like yo i want i don't even know which one i want you didn't even know half the dudes you didn't even know how to do on the team i had no idea who claus grabkey was or what he could do on a skateboard i was like man that dude's got the tightest skateboard ever i'm thankful that i came up in it man because it's it's a great it's something it's something really not to hold on not to hold on to like oh that's the greatest but i i really do think it was the greatest there 88 to 93 was a Greatest era of skateboarding to me. Yeah, per- I mean,
1: dude, and to see like, you know, the ne- like the Museum of Natural History and like all these people getting involved in like you know putting these skate you know programs on or skate exhibits or whatever at museum level stuff. Um, that's amazing. You know, it's finally getting its just due. You know, we did a uh, a, a forum for them uh, about stereo and jazz music and the connection, and then the. Uh, the Smithsonian Masterworks Jazz Orchestra played the stereo vi- video soundtrack uh, over the stereo video. What? For like like a thousand people in South Dakota. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Man. Not Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, my bad. Not South Dakota. Sioux Falls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's the same two places up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was green to all of it. But yeah, but anyway, you know, like for... You know the, the the museum curators were like yeah we're trying to you know they, they have tony Hawk's for skateboard and you know i did a thing in washington dc, DC with them about a decade ago but yeah they've been, they've been poking around and like there's a, a book that um smithsonian's coming out on skateboarding and wow. you know skate skateboard equipment and stuff and yeah it's crazy for it to finally get recognized <laughs>